Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're at the conclusion of Job chapter 40, looking at verses 15 through 24 in the New Living Translation. The Lord is continuing his challenge uh, to Job, and this time he's giving him another example of his might. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, Take a look at Behemoth, which I made, just as I made you. It eats grass like an ox. See its powerful loins and the muscles of its belly. Its tail is as strong as a cedar. The sinews of its thighs are knit tightly together. Its bones are tubes of bronze. Its limbs are bars of iron. It is a prime example of God's handiwork, and only its creator can threaten it. The mountains offer it their best food where all the wild animals play. It lays under the lotus plants hidden by the reeds in the marsh. The lotus plants give it shade among the willows beside the stream. It is not disturbed by the raging river, not concerned when the swelling Jordan rushes around it. No one can catch it off guard or put a ring in its nose and lead it away. Again, Job chapter 40, verses 15 through 24 in the New Living Translation, which titles it, The Lord Challenges Job Again. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, it's Job chapter 40, verses 15 through 24 in the New Living Translation. And in this section, God is emphasizing his supremacy over Job. He's telling Job that I created the largest beast and I also created you. And he created all of us. Let's listen to, I think I have mostly Matthew Henry and maybe a little bit from Logos, but let's listen. The exact identity of this animal, the behemoth, is unknown. It most likely refers to a hippopotamus, but it could also refer to an elephant. And you think about the structure of the elephant and the hippopotamus. Their bodies are very strong and well-built. Built. Their strength is in their loins. Their bones, when compared to other creatures, are like bars of iron. Their backbones are very strong. And though they, they, uh, the, the, their tail is not very large, they can move like a cedar with a commanding force. And some thinks that the scripture is talking about the trunk of the elephant. For the word signifies any extreme part 
in and in that there is indeed a wonderful strength because you know the elephant does move things with its trunk so that shows you how strong it is and it does have a tiny little tail but he is the it is the strongest animal one of the strongest animals around uh, let me get back to the notes let's see uh, this, this, it's and Matthew Henry saying the same thing. So strong is the elephant in his back and loins, and the sinews of his thighs, that he will carry a large wooden tower, and a great number of fighting men in it. No animal whatsoever comes near the uh, elephant for strength of body, which is the main thing insisted on in this description. The description again emphasizes the animal's strength, power, its size. And this strong beast is frightening and uncontrollable to humanity, but God simply considers it another one of his creations. And we know that uh, animals, I mean, elephants can be trained, but this is an animal that's in the wild that doesn't need. Uh, mankind to do anything for it because God takes care of it. It is supposedly our, the, the largest creature of God's creation. Uh, to acknowledge the greatness of God in ordering uh, creatures like the elephant because of their size and even though, even though they're a large animal it requires lots of food but it doesn't eat flesh. So, and Matthew Henry says, because it doesn't eat flesh, then multitudes do not have to die to keep it alive. It eats grass of the field to prevent the destruction of lives as otherwise must be ensured or ensued. To commend living upon herbs and fruit without flesh um, according to original appointment of man's food. Let me read that again. Matthew Henry is saying that God's original design was for man to eat herbs and fruit and not flesh. And this big animal, this powerful animal, lives and sustains itself on the grass and herbs and fruit. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we spend time in your word and in prayer, deepen our understanding, especially of a passage like this, of uh, the spiritual realities that we need to gain from it. God, help us uh, as we look at your word to get um, spiritual breakthroughs to get discernment, to know the truth of your word, to understand your word, your voice, and to hear your word and your voice, and not our own reasoning. And let our prayers go forth as missiles and knock evil out of its place. And Father, as we come closer and closer to the end of the year, remove any buried grudges and bitterness and anger that we have against anyone. God, I know as we look at the uh, book of Job, and sometimes we can be self-righteous 
Justice Job's friends were, just as they accused him of being self-righteous. But God, thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the your angels. I was listening to the um, Christian, the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Thank you for your angels that they do protect us, that they are there, that you do give them um, the, the charge to guard us, that there are angels that can heal us. And God, right now we're praying for um, supernatural healing. So much is going on, especially with this virus and with all kind of other diseases. We're praying for healing and we're praying for divine healing in the name of Jesus and thanking you in advance. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.